You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Again, everybody, I'm Ricky Mass from MLB.com alongside Director of Braves alumni Greg McMichael, and welcome to Behind the Braves, presented by Billy Reed. Yes, that's right, Braves Country. Meet our new proud sponsor, Billy Reed. Billy is an award-winning fashion designer who is redefining global style from his home base in the Shoals in Alabama. He's also a diehard baseball fan who grew up cheering on the Braves, and he offers a line of Atlanta-inspired hats, t-shirts, and accessories that embody the soul of our city. He and his team craft luxurious, made in the USA shirts, denim, and more, all with a timeless modern style that will have you wearing them again and again. Experience them for yourself at his two Atlanta shops, one in Buckhead and one at White Provisions, or discover them online at BillyReed.com. That's BillyReed, R-E-I-D.com. Well, Greg, there it is. It's exciting. We've got it. We've, in the words of... Uh, of uh, a certain character from a movie, Days of Thunder from years ago, <laughs> we got ourselves a sponsor. <laughs> nice. uh, and it's a good sponsor too, Billy Reed. I, I got to tell you, we, when we started this podcast uh, about a year ago now, 40 episodes ago, if you will. Our goal wasn't ever really, the main goal was not sponsorship and all that. It was to get people to have a better insight into our Braves personalities, our players, our front office, people that work here, fans, celebrity fans, all of that. And I think for us, we always wanted to have sponsorship and have a partner, but it needed to be one that made sense and that was a good fit. And I think we've not just found a good fit. I think we found the perfect fit in Billy Reed. What we were just talking about there, Billy really is a diehard baseball fan. He is a diehard Braves fan. We were just over at his headquarters over there in the Shoals last week. And we would start talking about games and stuff, and Billy would already like he would be like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and that's when such a, that's when Shane Green came in and then shut it down. That's when Jerry Jerry Blevins shut down that game. Like he came in, and got the last like Billy Billy watches every night. He, Billy's the real deal, uh, and he's got a heck of a business over there. His 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 staff they could not have been nicer, more courteous to us. And we were over there at the, they were kicking off his uh, 11th annual Shindig Festival, uh, which you got to stay for the whole weekend for. And you got some stories from that, <laughs> as I understand. But uh, we've gotten to know Billy a little bit. I think you know him a little bit better than I do at this point. Just w- w- talk about Billy a little bit. Yeah, I, I had just the ultimate time over the weekend in uh, Florence, Alabama, which I'd been invited there before, but I'd never visited, so had just a great time. His staff was unbelievable, as you said. We met some great people. Um, I got definitely got to give a shout out to Yolanda at the, at the store there. I, I went to my first um, uh, fashion show, runway show. Didn't know what to wear, so Yolanda hooked me up, bought some clothes in the store there. Beautiful store, their flagship station flagship store there in um in downtown florence and and uh just a great time but yeah one of the things i was struck with is just uh just really good people remind me of some other towns we've been in like charleston and savannah but when i was watching the runway show all the people that were in the show were employees of or friends of billy's 
So that was a really neat thing. They're, of course, they're, um, you know, they're showing off his latest line of clothes, and uh, it was pretty. Got to sit next to his mom and his son, met his wife, and just had a great time. The food he brought in, all kinds of chefs, all kinds of music. Um, we had uh, Jack White there with uh, the Racketeers, and and then uh, Driving and Crying was there, uh, doing the concerts and a bunch of others. Probably my favorite was during the ball game there was a mariachi band playing the whole game so they're up in the stands under three umbrellas just playing during the game and i took some video and i think i may i sent that to you 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 texted it to me and i watched it and it was very awesome so billy puts on as part of this whole shindig weekend he has a baseball game that he puts on that he plays in that you played in that jack white played in and a lot of other people played and they had a he hired this mariachi band to play throughout the entire game and that video you sent me was that was really (laughs) really entertaining i'm like man this is i could get on board with this all the time in baseball It it was fantastic i tell you what it was so surreal that i actually felt like that i was a little bit of a nightmare being 52 years old trying to make a comeback in the mexican leagues <laughs> <laughs> i had jack white playing first base and the mariachi band up in the stands playing uh welcome to the hotel alabama <laughs> it was it was so much fun Billy pitched the first, uh, I guess he pitched the first four or five innings. He had a heck of a curveball. He probably would have pitched longer, but he probably wanted somebody else to have some fun. So his son, uh, Walt, got to pitch, and then I pitched an inning. And uh, the, the probably one of the funniest things happened is early on, I guess that morning before the game, I'm sitting in the hotel eating breakfast, and uh, Jack White comes in with his band, and they're sitting there. He didn't know who, who I was and didn't know I was involved with the, with the game at all, but they sit next to me, and they start eating. You hear them talking about the game and what his team's called the War Sticks because he has a back company with Ian Kinsler. And they're talking about uh, the game and the uniforms and how Billy's got this, you know, he'll have the, the great outfits. And, and Billy made some unbelievable uh, jerseys for us and hats. They were really cool. Not something I would, I would, I've seen on a baseball team before, but what you expect that from a, yeah. from a, a fashion designer. But you can check it. Actually, go yeah. to Billy Reed on Instagram, and there's some pictures of uh, the uniform with the, the, patch and stuff on the side like yeah. uh, there's some pictures alligator of the, guard yeah. logo it, really cool so we had a great time with that but anyway so so they're talking and i'm i'm i paid my check and i get up and i walk over to him i said listen uh, I, I know you're coaching the other team but let me just tell you one thing i'm going to be pitching today and you can hit it to third and you can hit it to first but if you hit it back at me the next person is going to get drilled <laughs> <laughs> so he's looking at me like who is this guy? <laughs> so we're talking, and I introduced myself, and I just, you know, I was, we were laughing about it and, and talking. And so we're, in, we're, we're playing the game, and before I get in there to pitch, Billy's out there, and somebody hits a rocket right back up the middle, and he looks at me, and he's like, Greg, what did I do? And I said, you drill the next guy. <laughs> I told him not to do it. So it was fun, but it was a great game. It was hot as blazes, but the, the game was fun. We had a guy playing the fiddle in the dugout. And then we had um, had some unbelievable food there. The people couldn't have been any nicer. It was just a really good event. They did a great job. And we met some wonderful people there. Of course, Mark is CEO and Carlisle who, um, who took care of us. And 
there were just a lot of great people that worked for them, great organization. And so we're, we're just, uh, we're happy, very happy about having them on board and being a part of what we're doing here with Behind the Braves. There's so much I love about what, how Billy conducts his business and that he's based out of Florence, Alabama, as we've said. And for the Shindig Festival, he brings in people from fashion people from New York, all across the country, international, like brings well, them in. Jason Isabel. Jason is yeah, one of yeah. our podcasters. Mm-hmm. He, he's yeah, he's played he's played at Billy's Festival before. Played the Shindig Festival. He got a start there in the Shoals at yeah. the at the um, recording studio that they're famous for. That's right. Yeah, he was a session guitarist, so a lot of ties there. And I remember him talking about festival he's doing so yeah it's 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 pretty cool and there's there's uh, billy's bringing in all these people and showing them florence alabama wants to show off the town and florence alabama is i fell i just fell in love with that little downtown when we were over there you and i were walking up to his office and i was telling you i'm like this feels like my little hometown i'm from it's just i love little small southern towns and all of them and i mean this sincerely all of them feel like Braves country to me like you feel like all these little all these little small towns over the south wherever you are you still feel like you're in the heart of braves country somewhere and that's what it felt like there it's what it felt like at billy reed's headquarters um billy he obviously runs a great business and is internationally acclaimed and and known uh, but we definitely figured out very quickly if you want to distract him or if anybody in the office wants to distract him from business, they just start talking about baseball and he's ready to go. Let's just talk baseball and the Braves and, you know, you know we'll talk well, business you, later. You didn't see it, but as we're finishing up, I see Mark out there pacing, looking at his watch, like, all right, Billy, we got to get Billy out of there. He's going to talk all day. He's got some work to do. <laughs> and so that's like, all right, we better go. <laughs> all right, let's, let's stop talking baseball now. But yeah, he's just that way. Of course, his son plays high school ball uh, he's coached him since he's been very little and he loves playing I'm, I'm i'm gonna try to invite him to the fantasy camps if he'll come down and i know yeah. he would he would love that I, th- I think he would be a prime candidate for fantasy camp i think it, from what i saw i think he would definitely love it so hopefully we, we you can get him down there hey, and one thing you missed was there's a restaurant next door called odette's you missed their blt and chocolate pie I missed out on a lot. See, I, I got up at, uh, I worked the game the night before. I finished some stuff. I got to bed about 1.30, and I woke up at 5 and met you over here, and then we drove over there separately, and you stayed for the weekend. I had to come back to work. So I drove straight over there, recorded with Billy, and drove back. And uh, believe me, I had a lot of FOMO, fear of missing out, for those who don't know what Well, you saw means. my pictures, and, and you I saw, saw yours. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg and I were texting throughout the weekend, and he was sending pictures of him hanging out by the pool. <laughs> the mariachi band playing in the dugout while he's playing baseball with Billy Reed and Jack White. I sent him a picture of me in front of my TV working, looking equally as happy that I wasn't at the Shindig Festival on all weekend. But there's always next year. There's always next. Next year I'm gonna take off in advance for there that weekend. Go. I'm going to Shindig all weekend because I, I got to experience that that whole weekend because it looked Kenny awesome. Tracy was there. Oh, Kenny Tra- Tracy from the front office yeah. here at the Braves. Yeah. He texted me and said that he goes, I, he was there too, visiting. His wife went to North Alabama. Yeah, racing in Florence. Yeah, so, but, but yeah, everybody was there but me. That's what it amounts <laughs> to. Everybody was there but me. I came back. So next year I'm taking off. Billy, If I, I'm sure you're listening. Just let me know as soon as you have the dates for Shindig 12 locked in, and I'm asking off for it. There you go. I've already, got, I've already asked Labor Day 2020 off. We have a game that day because Virginia and Georgia are playing uh, here in Atlanta at oh, the stadium, nice. and I'm a Virginia guy, obviously, and that's a big one. Uh, so I've got that day off. I'll take the weekend off for Shindig, and that'll be my vacations for next year. I so. like it. Well, my wife has already 
been in my ear about she can't believe she missed it so i'm gonna have to um work it out where we can all go down there next all right well that's what we'll do well listen we had a great time obviously we're excited about this partnership with billy reed it's a a perfect partnership with us and behind the braves and what we're trying to do uh we highly encourage you to check out billyreed.com r-e-i-d.com or go to a couple of his stores here if you're in the atlanta area and in buckhead white provisions um he's got a lot of great stuff they're good people it's a great company uh and just a good guy we had a great time getting to, to know him and talking with him and talk baseball with him and business with him it's i think it's a it was a really really fun time for us a really interesting conversation i think you're going to enjoy it so with without further ado here he is billy reed location here at Billy Reed headquarters. Is that a fair term? Fair term, yeah, yes sir. So we uh, want to welcome you to Behind the Braves. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you guys. What a, a treat to be here for sure. Yeah. Well, Glad we, to have you all in uh, in the Shoals and um, Braves country. Man. Absolutely. That's right. I mean, it's just, yeah, you came to the right spot. I was going to say God's country, but there's only one state reserved for that, and that's Tennessee. Virginia. Oh. Uh, but, <laughs> but what I appreciate is that I got to go on Tennessee Street, East Tennessee Street, and we're next to the Tennessee River. So if you're going to be in Alabama somewhere, the Shoals is the place to be because they're on the Tennessee River. And of course, there's been many a song written about that. Yeah. And we're here at Shindig number 11. Yeah, so 11th, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how that came about and just kind of what, what, we, what we should expect this weekend. Sure. It's, it came about, um, well, I moved here from, New, I was living in uh, New York. I was actually com- living in Texas and New York and commuting with a, my, to New York for my, the business was located there. And we kind of had some setbacks after 9-11. We lost the business. My wife's from Florence. She's one of nine children. Mm. So we had two kids at the time. We decided to move here, start life over. Uh, started the business back by opening, you know, got, had some friends that had the idea of opening stores. So we opened three stores at one time. One was here in Florence. My design studio was here. So my idea was to build a global fashion house from Florence, Alabama. Something usually you see in Paris and New York. Hadn't been done like before, that. right? Had not been done before. <laughs> But it made us unique. Yeah. And this area has such a rich history with uh, music culture. Uh, you know, the Rolling Stones recorded here, Aretha Franklin, Bob Dylan. I mean, it's just uh, thousands of people that have been through here and done so many killer things. We thought it'd be cool to bring people from New York, specifically magazine editors, to the community to kind of get a feel for what the area was like, kind of introduce them to the music history. Um, show them hospitality, cook for them, take them out in the boat, lake, you know, give them the whole chamber of commerce situation. We thought they would come here and then go back to Los Angeles and New York and Chicago and spread the word. And then the, that would give us this, um, start to bring some attention to it. And in the meantime, we got to show them, you know, all these fashion editors, the, what we work on, you know, the, while, while we make clothes. So show them that. And they did, and it, that was the first shindig, and that was 11 years ago. And from there, it just kept growing. We, where we <clears throat> brought in chefs, chef friends to cook. You know, we brought in musician friends, and everybody kind of contributed. It was amazing how many people just kind of 
just showed up and said, man, yeah, we want to come do that and hang out. And it was just kind of a hangout. And now it's turned into this full-blown weekend festival where we have, um, you know, concerts in the park here right downtown. We have ticketed concerts with, you know, big acts like Jack White and the Raconteurs are playing tonight um, with the Blind Boys of Alabama. And selfishly, I'm a baseball nut. So we, about six years ago, we started playing baseball <laughs> as, a, as part of it because I said, you know, we got to get some baseball out of this thing. And, uh, and just so happens, Jack White is a huge baseball fan too. And we're, so he, had, he has a team, we have a team, Sand, Sandlot teams, and we play and um, it's really Now, what's the significance baseball. of Sand, why, why Sandlot? What well, the Sandlot, I think just, um, I think just a scrappy nature of that, you know, it's it's definitely kind of, it's definitely a childhood feeling to it. I mean, for me. No umpires? Oh yeah, we have, we do, oh, okay. we do have umpires. We And actually, I think tomorrow we're going under Cape Cod rules where <laughs> we're going to have a donation. I don't know if you've ever been up to Cape Cod, Cape Cod League, but it's all donation. Oh, they pass the hat. They pass the hat. They have a little thing. Okay. So we'll raise money for the, uh, we're, we're playing over at UNA, North Alabama baseball field. We'll raise money for the the oh, team nice. there oh, that's awesome. by donations and um yeah so we'll be under cape cod rules tomorrow and just the uh yeah man but for me getting out there and i know jack feels the same way you just forget about everything else and it's something as an adult i never thought i'd get a chance to do was to play baseball again because you it, it, those opportunities just don't come up I mean, once high school is done for most folks that's it and some friends of mine in texas uh, they have a team called the texas playboys and they got us interested in it. I mean, he, 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 I was heading out to Austin. He goes, man, you want to play some baseball with us? I'm like, baseball? Like softball? And he goes, no, 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 baseball. And uh, we went out to this, <laughs> this guy's house. It was on a farm. And in Texas, they had blue bonnets. And this was March. He wouldn't let us cut the field because the blue bonnets were in the field, so we had to play in the blue bonnets. <laughs> so the ball is coming, and it's going, you're fielding the ball with like a, a big hand coming up, transfer, and there comes the blue bonnets out of your glove. And uh, anyway, man, I was hooked at that point. I was like, God, we gotta do this more. So then we just started all playing. There's about four or five. There's teams popping up all the time. And now that if somebody sees it, the phone rings off the hook. Man, can we play? Can I play? You know, it's just... Um, to turn a lot of people off down. That's what Greg and I were talking yesterday, and we knew we were going to come down here to, to see you and see the headquarters and and, and Florence. And um, Greg said, "Yeah, I'm going to play. Uh, I'm going to play on his team, and it's game on Saturday." I said, "Oh, softball?" And he goes, "No, baseball." I said, "Oh, really? All right, all right." So he's been. I've been seeing him in the office. He's been loosening up the arm. He's been stretching. I usually only pitch once a year, and that's fantasy camp. Yeah. Well, well, I take that back. We do a fundraiser in Charleston. We do a a game against the New York Yankees for a hospital there. And so we usually um, pitched over this year. I didn't get to pitch because Medlin um, hogged all the innings because um, he was doing so well. We we're like, ah, okay. He just he just retired a year ago, so we let him say, pitch. Yeah. yeah, he was like he struck out eight out of nine. <laughs> and the Yankees, I made him feel good. They got a couple of runs early, and then he shut them down. So, well, they have in Atlanta they have MSBL, which is Men's Senior League Baseball. So I get a lot of those guys that play. You know, probably you know, eight out of 12 months, they come down to fantasy camp. So I take 72 guys through what it's like to be in spring training. And we draft 
uh, 72 guys onto six teams, and then the alumni coach them for the four days while they're playing each other, and then we have a champion, and then they play us on the final day right before we do the awards banquet. So we go to dinner at night, we're doing live band karaoke, we play golf, we do all these different things. We have dinners on the beach. So it's just a week-long thing in January, which everybody wants to get out of the cold. So so we'll have to talk about that. That yeah, might get know, your man. get a little uh, baseball it. fix oh, in the wintertime for you. <laughs> if you weren't going to try to sell them on it, I was. I yeah, was like, this go. is right up Billy's alley. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, it's not really. It's, I feel like I may have to sell him on that. <laughs> not, not the opposite yeah, way. Man, that little field, uh, that field in Charleston is cool. Is that yeah the River Dogs? Yeah, that's a cool yeah. field. Yeah. yeah, and I love Charleston. Yeah. Of course, you know it's and Bill Murray owns the team, so Bill comes and hangs out with us, and and we'll go play the river, uh, the Ocean Course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're a golfer, but uh, the Ocean Course is gorgeous. We go there and we stay an extra day, and I take probably about eight or nine alumni out. But we have a good team. We have about twelve guys that play, and Sid Bream's gone, and you know Denny Nagel, Steve Avery, so Brian Jordan. So we, I try to put together a good team because I know, I know the Yankees. We just don't like losing, so we, yeah. I try to make sure I get them young enough and yeah. Yeah, to, to play, the, so yeah, you need the medlins. That's the world right. Like that. Yeah, yeah I, I have to say it was a little intimidating uh, coming down here because I'm thinking my wife is super jealous. Yeah. My wife was a graphic designer, and of course she loves. You know, she's very artsy, and she thought you get to go to a runway. She goes, you get to see his, his fashion show. And she goes, I can't believe I'm not going. My daughter had something, so she couldn't come down here. But she was so bummed uh, about that. But she wants to take a rain check, so you have to let me know. There's another one I can take her to. But Man, I tell you what, the runway show, the baseball game, takes my mind off the runway. The runway show is is definitely a little stressful because, you know, we work on... You know, we work on the collection for months, you know, four or five months, and then all of a sudden we go do this show that lasts about five, six minutes. And, uh, and this is the first time people are seeing this yeah. collection. Yeah, correct? so you're showing. So you have like people future. coming from all over, right? Yeah, we have. So we bring, we still, you know, kind of like in the beginning when we started Shindig, we still bring in those editors and part of things because we, you know, we want to show them, you know, what we're, what we're doing. So we're basically choosing not to show during New York Fashion Week. Instead of us going up there, we bring them down here so we have a home game and we can kind of entertain them and, um, you know, do it that way. But the game That's awesome. and makes me not think about the show, which <laughs> is kind of a good thing. I you think. must have a good staff. I got a great staff, man. Yeah, well, they've worked, everyone's worked so hard to put this together. It takes so. I know when Carlisle emailed me at 2.30 in the morning about what I was doing today. I knew she was working she was hard. Either that or she's man. nocturnal. <laughs> I left here about 10.30 last night and she was, they were still here. So oh, wow. she was still. Yeah. And everybody, we've, I feel like we've met so many members of the staff already just being in here and everybody is just smiling from ear to ear and so happy and friendly and accommodating. And it's, you can tell it's a warm, warm, great place to be. Oh, that's great, here, so. Thank you. Yeah, that's, we, we, Man, it's it's we try. You know, you hope that happens and happens naturally. And we 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 got such a great group of people here, and a lot of them have come from all over the place. You know, from even you know Belgium and London and uh, Los Angeles. You know, all over the place come and they've come here. And what we found is, if you have somebody interested in moving here, that typically might go to New York or something and say, you know, hey, I want to move to a smaller town and try it this way. If you get them here, they're so fired up about it that you get a quality it's it's kind of a quality over quantity thing you know so 
maybe a little harder to recruit than say being in a big city. Well, probably getting them here and once they see it, then I don't know why they wouldn't. This is pretty, pretty special. Yeah, they can raise a family here and, you know, have a pretty good lifestyle. And, you know, nowadays, man, you can chop, hop on a plane or... Yeah, so Huntsville is where you get out of town? Yeah, there's a there's a there's a plane here. We have a flight from Muscle Shoals oh, here, okay. but it's uh, it flies to Atlanta, and it's pretty inexpensive. It's an eight seater. Nice. I, I think I saw nice. that boutique air. Boutique air. That's right. A little single plug prop. for boutique. I oh, did yeah. consider it. Sing, single prop. <laughs> nice. Single, nice. But it gets you here and uh, goes into gate E thirty seven. In Atlanta, okay. the last one out uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Need to Uber. Familiar with that. Yeah, you need to Uber from the gate. I have seen, yeah, man, I've seen every part of that airport, I got to tell you. But um, that makes it easy to fly over and, you know, fly over, catch a game, yeah. come back. and Hour flight. Well, I, for, I first became fascinated with it. This is my first time in this part of Alabama, and I first became fascinated with it. Uh, five or six years ago, I guess now, I saw uh, Muscle Shoals documentary about the music that was made here. And it's just, it's, and I'm a, sports and music are my two big passions in life are the two things I care about. And that documentary, I mean, it floored me because I just did not know. I had no idea. I'd heard, you know, I, you know, Skinner talking about Muscle Shoals has got the Swampers. And I'd heard a little bit, bits and pieces. And then I started learning about the, the history of this area and the culture that came out of here. It's amazing. So I was fired up just to come to this area and see, and then, you know, driving through the shoals and coming to Florence. And I was telling Greg after we parked and we were walking over here to your, your headquarters, I was like, man, this just feels like, I was first I was saying I just love Southern towns because I grew up in a Southern town. I just feels like home. Yeah. And this in downtown Florence here, it feels like Lexington, Virginia to me. It feels like home and it's, um, you talked about Braves country earlier and we have such a large geographic footprint with our fans. I mean, we have five, six, seven states, I think you could argue that are all grew up Braves fans. I grew up in Virginia as a Braves fan, a TBS kid watching Skip and Pete and Ernie every night. That's what hooked me. And I'm just curious, is that what hooked you? Is that, was, were you a TBS Braves baseball guy? Oh yeah, too? I went back, you know, cause it really, you think about it, there wasn't, we just didn't have the access to see games either. So that might be the only game we get. Maybe you get the Monday night game. You know, I, I grew up, I mean, I'll, I grew up a Yankees fan in a lot of ways because of Ron Guidry. Well, they were the only ones on Monday Night Baseball. They were the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was from Louisiana. So that was, I mean, if you were a kid in Louisiana, you know, which that's where I grew up and my family, you know, that was every, so to this day, South, South Louisiana is a, a lot of Yankee fans mm-hmm. and you get a lot of Astros fans there too. Um, but still a lot of Yankees fans in um, South Louisiana, you know, that, but I, I follow, I, I just follow everything, all teams, and kind of root for players, and, but the Braves, I mean, they're the only team in the South. I mean, we, they're our team, you know, and they've been there for us, you know. I, I have so, I mean, it's such a vivid memory of the Hank Aaron home run sitting in a beanbag chair, you know, waiting for it to happen, because, you know, reading in the news, it's getting close, it's getting close, they're on TV tonight, they're going to do it, and you know, sitting in that chair watching that happen and my dad sitting back here, my mom's like, you know, it's like you, those things, that's just, you know, some of those moments where you can remember where you were when that happened. And that was one where I have such a vivid memory of that. So I was telling you um, about Alumni Weekend that we just had. And of course, I have those same memories from some of our guys from the 80s and 70s. So I had Bob Horner in this year and of course Murph's there and Bruce Benedict and 
um, Sarge, Gary Matthews, and just I can you know the list goes on of guys that Keith Oberg fell and that I remember watching as a young middle early teenager, <clears throat> middle school, high school, and then getting a chance to now as the director of alumni relations, get to talk to these guys and just, you know, and just introduce myself. And of course they know me because they watched the Braves after they retired, just like I'm watching Acuna and some of these other guys. And so, you know, we talk about just baseball and they're, they're still Braves fans and we have them back to the stadium and alumni weekend is just one of those special times where we have a big group of guys and we have guys all year round through alumni Sundays there's 13 weeks and then there's events so we there's 200 events that we do a year but the bulk of the guys all get together on alumni Sunday and this year was the Dodgers so as I was thinking about you and coming out here and I thought I know who my guys were and I like to talk to so some of the guys that we had out is there is there one guy that you remember of course you know we could all say hank we could all yeah. say chipper but but yeah. you know is there some other guy that you maybe um that maybe what position did you play what were you i was a shortstop you're a shortstop yeah okay. so was it blouser or Belliard or angelton simmons he may be a little bit because you're my age man, so but i was gonna say simmons because yeah. um you know i coached uh coached little league from us uh during when my son was that age and we I had a, a buddy who uh, was Johnny Gomes agent and um, Johnny was so not he was unbelievably nice he's like yeah man I said hey I've got the team we're playing over in Atlanta this week you know think we could I could bring him early and they said man gonna hook you up brought him in for batting practice but Anderson Simmons was so good with so was um, AJ who was playing, who was mm-hmm. on the Braves at that time. Yeah. But actually, all the guys came over to the kids. Uh, they were playing, they were playing the Red Sox. Yeah, Poppy, Poppy's also great with the kids. Yeah. So here I am with all these kids and brought them in and uh, Simmons was just awesome. Those Curacao guys, man, time. they're, they're Andrew and- Yeah, Andrew and, the same, uh, well we met Andrew yeah, the other, other they're day. So, they're there just, and, man, they are so just yeah. nice people. It's like people from New Zealand. My son-in-law is from New Zealand. They're just nice people. I mean, they're humble, they talk to you. They're, they're just good, good to be around. Rafael Ramirez is who I remember, you know, back in the eighties. And uh, Marty Perez, who was a shortstop when and he and Felix Mion were the infield when Hank played, and and uh, Marty lives in town, so we played golf together, and um, get great to hear some of those stories from the '70s. I, I liked a little, I liked some of the flash that came through, you know, with um, David Justice coming in there, you know, and and Dion for a little while. I mean, there were some yeah. things happening. I mean, Rafael like, for call was another oh, great yeah. shortstop oh for us. Man, he He'll be fantastic. here uh, coming up in a couple yeah. weeks. I loved watching him. I loved following Uglo when he was hot that year. We had like a 38 game hitting streak, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, somewhere in those numbers. Yeah. He had a big hitting streak. Set the Atlanta era record for. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I'm thinking of all this you know Sheffield so came many, through oh yeah Chef came through yeah and I'm I think where you were you were talking like those 90s teams and I believe me people that listen behind the Braves we've been doing yeah. this almost a year now we're on roughly I think around episode 40 now and I certainly talk a lot about my love affair with the Braves began with those 90s teams and yeah. we had justice on on behind the Braves and I I try not to fanboy too much on these sure. but I had to tell him I'm like dude you were like the first athlete poster I had on my wall as a kid it was I still have it in my parents 
parents' house somewhere, is that. And it's those teams are just that. That's I call it the bug, the baseball yeah, bug man. with those teams. I told David, I said I didn't have your poster, but I had your wife's at the time. Yeah, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had hers a little bit later. After a few years after, I replaced his with hers, maybe. I sat behind her on the plane on, in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, she's pretty. But yeah, man, I, I follow him. Yeah, follow him daily. So. Is your dad a big Braves fan too? Do you think he? Was it just because you liked baseball and you played and? Yeah, I CBS. Just, yeah, that was no it, uncles man. or. No, no. Um, I had an uncle who. Uh, never got out of his recliner that all he did was watch baseball every night watch the Braves and I'd go to his house and he'd just sit and fall asleep in his chair watching baseball and now I find myself doing that but (laughs) so it's kind of weird but now my dad really wasn't a big baseball fan so and and I it's something that really within my family just something stuck with me really through the years and well it is a great sport and it's it, and follow, knowing you, getting to know you a little bit now. Yeah, you're laid back. I see where you live. I see the kind of clothes you make. It baseball fits your personality. I would say. But right. I, I, mean, this, I feel you on that. I it like is that. kind of a laid back sport. Yeah. It's outdoors. I mean, it just yeah. kind of fit, fits. Got to think a little bit. I mean, yeah. you know, it fits your vibe and and what you yeah. what you created here. So I can see why you. I mean, I love it. I'm, I'm not necessarily, I guess, I'm, I don't know, am I laid back? I'm not really laid back. No, you're pretty, pretty, laid, no, you're pretty no, laid back. I, I think it's when we get along. We're both laid back. Very laid back. Yeah. But it's been cool. I thought it was because we were hillbillies. Well, the, well the, it's <laughs> all intertwined. They, they it's put all us the all, same. Yeah, put us all in the same bunch. He's a hillbilly without yeah. the hills down in <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> but yeah, we just flattened swamp. But All the water from Tennessee yeah, just ends up its way down by the shore. everybody's backwash coming right down to where we are. Um... It's been cool to watch my son pick up on it because he loves baseball and, you know, to sit there and he and I watch it together and have for, you know, since he was little and, you know, teaching him the strategy and why why this is happening, why that's happening, seeing him pick up on that. And then really my wife, when we first, when I first started coaching, she just didn't want to have anything to do with baseball, barely wanted to even come watch the games. And now she's like full on, nice. you know. Yeah, we've, we've. Yeah, and your wife is Janine, is that right? Janine. Jeannie, I'm sorry, yeah. Jeannie. Okay. We've completely brainwashed her. And how old your, your son? Is he in high school yet? He's a sophomore. Okay, in high school. sophomore, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, good. Uh, he's the same, uh, he and Andrew Jones' son are the same age. Okay, so nice. We've, we've run into them a few, couple of times on the travel. Yeah, I thought Travel I read somewhere. Circuit. Your son, he would did he make it to your the team you're coaching went to the Cal Ripken uh, little league series yeah. a yeah. few years ago. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. How was that experience? Oh. Disneyland for baseball was the best way to put oh, it. That's beautiful. The best experience, you know, didn't really matter what happened once we got there. You know, it was just that experience and seeing these kids from all over the world, you know, and just watching that kind of come together you know we played dominican republic japan new zealand and you know it's just a, something those kids will they'll never forget that never, never forget that we went three for three we went three we lost three. First game we were down eight to three they just had their eyes were just so like you know shocked to be there two-hour rally come back win 11 to eight that is awesome. Eight three two out rally. Nice. That was our first game, and we were on the main field, the bit, you know, the main stadium field. And man, after we won that game, I was like, "All right, we're gonna win this damn thing." <laughs> <laughs> we come out the next day, lose to a team we shouldn't have lost to from Denver. 
and yeah, then we we'll uh, yeah then we played the Hawaiian team those guys were good and um, yeah we, we hung in there the Dominican Republic oh you know those guys were good huh man and the last names you know you're just going I think they're related yeah is that Machado there is that what's <laughs> one is this one yeah that's yeah. It's it's it's. I love how you touched on it there. That, that no matter what happens, it's something they're going to remember the rest of their lives. Because even me playing just little league in my little hometown, like I still have memories about the. And I was not good, but I still remember the couple times where I actually had a little bright spot or had a hit or yeah. actually caught the ball or something like those little things still stick with me. So I can't even imagine like going to something like that has to be incredible. I mean, and and then brainwashing your family. I, I that's me. <laughs> I was a baseball fan. My family. I've got twin sisters that are 13 years younger than me so there's a pretty yeah. big gap there uh, by me sitting around when I was still living at home like watching baseball the night they just kind of would hang around so then they picked up on it and then eventually my mom got into it and then dad had to get into it because now everybody's in and this summer I got my, my nana uh, she came down to Atlanta for she's a huge sports fan loves college football and baseball uh, yeah. and basketball had never really gotten into baseball, so I got her to come down to Atlanta. She turned 80. I got her to come down, and now she's keeping up with the Braves and hooked. And it's uh, that's awesome. 80 years old, and she's just now getting into it. So it's like there's it's, I, you never you, you you're never too old, never too late to get hooked on it. Oh, and find over out what the years, if I've heard it one time, I've heard it a thousand times. I've heard I've met more grandmothers that were the biggest. They said, "I watch you every night." were the biggest fans I mean it, it was my grandparents it was grandmothers and grandfathers across the country I don't know what it was about TBS maybe it was just the newness of cable I think and it, it was, was just like consistency I think they knew they could expect it every night the same channel the same guys and there was a group of us that stayed together for a while and I think that just there's something about that it is something about the that. sport and then also at that time with TBS and then the success everybody watched everybody grow up they became successful the steam t- team stayed together we finally won the World Series I think it was just a good story there that just hooked a lot of people yeah we it's the first time you were able to get more than three channels and then here you've got this access to see something that really you could get on the radio maybe you know, a little static from the AM coming through, and then yeah. now here it is, oh, yeah. it's every night. And I think that you said something there about baseball, it was always there for you. And I, I've, always, <clears throat> I've always felt that way about it, that it's, it's the thing I know I can, I'm gonna check what, if I miss the game, if I didn't get to listen to it, if I didn't get to watch it, I'm gonna check up on what's happening. And every night, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a Braves are off tonight. All right, who's on? Who's on? It's Monday night. There's four games. All right. It's just there for you. And when it's over, that last game of the season, there's definitely a little bit of an empty feeling. You know, and you can't wait for spring training to come around where you can just start following things again. Because it's just something that you can call it a distraction. You can call it whatever you want. But it is there for you. And that's the, way I've always, that's the way I see it. And man, I'm much happier when it's around and I miss it when it's not here. That's for well, sure. Well, we are in the best time of the year because oh, awesome. we've got playoffs, you know, the, the mm-hmm. stretch, stretch run, the playoffs, and then personally, we like football oh, too. too. So, so, so yeah, now you got best. football starting up that's and you got the playoffs and baseball. There is no better time. It's, than- it's a, absolutely. The next couple of months are the best time for sports 
that there is I mean it really is and yeah. you start I just it's too early to start looking at like a, a magic the magic number yeah but I did find myself starting to peek at I it like what is it today day. it's under 30 now and I because then you you open up like the MLB at bad app and now they've added the elimination number the magic yes. number and I'm just kind of because somebody's getting somebody's already eliminated right there's already yeah, there's one or two that are done, yeah. I mean the or I think the, the Orioles are Orioles and Tigers maybe. Yeah. Probably eliminated. Marlins won't be long. The Marlins, the Marlins will be too. Be They're all re- rebuilding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, the Marlins have got some young players. The Marlins can be the fastest. Hey, they played the Dodgers tough this year. Yeah. They played everybody but us tough in our division. Yeah, they've got some players. We have a kid who was drafted seven overall out of Florence High School here, went who got drafted by the Marlins. Brax Garrett. Real kidding. He's from here. He's from here, yeah. So he graduated with my, my oldest daughter. And he got drafted two months in, two or three months in, Tommy John. Uh, hmm. So he's been, but good news is he's been, his rehab assignment, he's been, now he's, I think he's moved up to single A now, but he's been lights out. Lefty, throws around, you know, can hit 94, 93, got a hell of a curveball. Um, smart pitcher, big, tall, lanky kid. Um, I think he. I think next he probably we'll probably see him end of next year. Might get a chance, especially if they're not, you know. Yeah. Depends how the Marlins are doing, but that's, yeah. That's a lefty, tall, smart. Throws 93, 94. So, that'll that'll get you a job. We just we just interviewed Jerry Blevins uh, yesterday for Behind the Braves. We Dr. Taped Blevins. Doctor Blevins, as Greg called him. And we were talking about how a guy like that, he's hes a left-handed specialist. That's just what he's become. But he has carved out a 12-year big league career and still doing it at age 35 and still looks great. He just picked up a save for us a week or two yeah. ago. Uh, and, and, and we needed that smart. one, too, by the we way, because we yeah, were we a little yeah. shaky. Yeah. I was very impressed. He's sharp. And you look at his numbers, he has done everything you want a reliever to do, and his numbers show it. I mean, for 13 seasons, he's... He's uh, he's pretty good. So we, we had a good time talking with him. Yeah. Needs that consistency, yeah. dependability right there for sure. So what? All right, what position are you playing in the in the Sandlot game tomorrow? Because I'm assuming is, is Greg going to pitch or are you going to pitch? His mom said I, I, I wasn't going to get the pitch because he make pitches. Greg play short or something. That's what I want to <laughs> say. Oh, we got he's got to pitch tomorrow so at some point. I'll, I'll, I can't I'll play any other position, by the way. The, the reason why I started pitching at the games because you know no one played we. No one's out practicing, you know, really all year round. So they show up. But this was, is a one game a year. I was probably the only one consistently throwing batting practice to people because I was throwing to the kids, you know. So it's like, all right, I can, I know I can at least get us where maybe we're not walking everybody and make it fun, you know, make it a fun baseball game. So that's how I just started pitching. So, um, yeah, and it probably was a lot like batting practice, to be honest with you. But, um, <laughs> Some long innings, uh, but um, got a lot of pitches. A lot of pitches, and uh, my son pitches. We'll definitely put him out there at some point. Um, then there's we got a lefty guy from Texas with us, um, and we got we got the man here. So we we, we got the secret weapon. You got a World Series champion. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm wondering if there's been how many games? Is it five now? Four? Yeah, I think we're on a fifth or sixth. So has Jack yeah. try to sneak in some? Um, he's got a couple of ex. Yeah, he's got some Mississippi State guys on there. Okay. They've got some. He they'll yeah they've probably got three ex D one guys on there. I'm sure there's some like uh, we got a couple of players. Okay, I got two. 
I got two 15 year olds out there that can have <laughs> There you go. So I was going to say that at some, at some point the ego gets in there. We're like, you know, the competitive is yeah. like, I think I'd like yeah. to play a little bit. Oh, they're, <laughs> it's competitive, man. They're going to they're gonna want to kick our tails. There's no doubt about that. So it'll be competitive for sure. As, as I said, don't mean to brag, but at uh, Bonnaroo in 2008, they had a pitching uh, like a radar gun and I was hydrated pretty well hydrated as Chipper Jones would say. Almost hit 60 miles per hour. Wow, that's, Almost, yes. Yeah, so I got more than that guy. Guys, but actually, ironically enough, the next day, uh, I saw one of the best sets I've ever seen from any band. It was uh, Jack White and the Raconteurs. And they were, I remember, I'll never forget, they were in between Stephen Marley played before them and then after them, on the main stage was Chris Rock doing an hour of comedy and then Metallica, who's oh, my, my favorite. And the Raconteurs stole the show that day and I instantly, I only knew a song or two and I instantly became a fan of theirs. So that you've got them here for at, at the Shoals Theater uh, for the Shindig, that's, that's just, they're, they're incredible band live, so. Um, it'd be it'd be great. So we gotta let this this man go. Yeah, He's got know. a lot of He's work to do. Busy weekend. We've had a great time talking. This has been I fun. Could sit here and talk about baseball all day. <laughs> yeah, we you wouldn't too. have. You wouldn't. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think your your uh, people would appreciate that. But <laughs> that's what we literally do all the time. Even when we're not recording. Like if we were at a coffee shop downtown here in Florence before we came over here. Yeah. And inevitably, what did we start talking about? Baseball, and then we somehow oh, we ended right. up looking up like what was the biggest Cy Young Award winner snub of all time, and what's the worst ones. And then we're on Baseball Reference, and we're yeah, looking no. up stats from 1950. What are we doing? And that's just, but that's just, it's, it's you can always talk baseball. It's a beautiful thing. Really, a, a treat to have y'all come here. Um, just such a, you know, such a big fan. So it's um, just wonderful to have y'all here for sure thank we're you. big fans of yours and we thank you for having us and it's just been a treat not only to be in florence and muscle shoals and finally get to see it but uh, to be here in your headquarters and your like we said earlier your staff is just they're unbelievable they're they're pretty awesome so uh we can't thank you enough thank y'all Thanks again to our new proud sponsor, Billy Reed, for joining us here on Behind the Braves. That was, he couldn't have been nicer. Uh, it's a world-class operation he's got there. Everything about the weekend and everything they've got going there, it's all all class. Um, and that's synonymous with his brand. So we th huge thanks to Billy and his whole staff and Mark and everybody over there for, for having us and, and making this happen. So uh, we're looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a... Uh, beneficial agreement and partnership for all of us and uh, looking forward to see what all we can do and I think if I if I heard right I think Billy and possibly Mark are going to be over in uh, Atlanta here sometime in September for some for some games so looking forward to hopefully seeing them over here uh, speaking of SunTrust Park and what we got coming up here we got a lot coming up this all this upcoming homestand we got well we got Alumni Sunday Los Bravos Day we got what all we got going on yeah, big couple weeks here in a row. We have uh, some pretty good alumni coming up here for Alumni Sunday. Pete Smith, one of the original Young Guns. We have Terry Pendleton, Braves Hall of Famer. Uh, Brian Jordan, uh, two sports star with the Falcons and the Braves and pregame co-host on uh, Fox Sports South. So uh, they'll be out here this Sunday. Love to have everybody come out and see them in the plaza. And then the next weekend we got Los Bravos and we've got some uh, amazing, amazing guys in. Eddie Perez, Rico Cardi, Dennis Martinez, and Raphael Furcal. 
So those guys will be joining us for Los Bravos and um, on Alumni Sunday uh, the following week. So we're real excited about that. We'll be closing out. I mean, we don't have much time left. The season, September, is fast approaching. We've got division countdown getting ready to start. We've got some, we got three weekends left in, in September. And so there's still a lot of baseball to be played. But, um, you know, we're, as far as alumni weekend, alumni Sundays go, you know, we're down to our last, our last few. Well, it's, it's a better, good time to get out to the ballpark. We only got two homestands left, as you said, or three weekends, two homestands left in the regular season. And hopefully if everything keeps going the way it's going, we'll have some more home games in October, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, I shout out to you for both of those lineups. This Alumni Sunday coming up is great. That Los Bravos Day lineup is is. I really love that it's uh, not only is each area or different areas represented there, but you've got a pretty big name from each area uh, represented there. So that's, that's going to be really cool. Los Bravos Day, I love it when the guys wear the Los Bravos jerseys on that day. It's just it's a fun day at the ballpark. So if you haven't experienced that before, I, I highly recommend you do that. It's a great day to come out and do that. So. Yeah, that's going to be fr- that Friday, which is the 6th, September 6th. And then the guys will stay over and do Alumni Sunday on the 8th. But yeah, we're we're excited. Put these guys together probably a few months ago, and and kind of targeted Los Bravos is a great time to be able to bring them in. Of course, they live Miami, Dominican Republic, and so it's not always easy getting those guys here. But we're very excited about them coming in, and you know they they've been coming for at least the last couple of years, which has been great. It's always great to have. Um, some some good alumni like that being coming back and seeing us here in Atlanta. Absolutely. Well, come on out to the ballpark. It's September is is almost here as we're sitting here recording this. A lot of fun things going on in September. In addition to the really good baseball team that's in first place, there's uh, playing a lot of good baseball and a lot of meaningful baseball in September. If you're not already coming out for that, at least come out for the, all the other fun stuff too. Uh, a lot of listen, a lot of head-to-head matchups that that are going to be very meaningful this month. We've been playing, or the, our, the Braves have been playing very good baseball as of late. So have the Nationals. You can say we. Okay, we. I get, I get a little <laughs> funny. I don't know, especially the former players. Some guys don't well, like that, and I, I, I don't usually try to do that. But hey, I when I talk about Tennessee like football, I say we. Well, or the I, Dallas Cowboys, I say we. Well, I, I, I. I, I Hesitate, but I still say we when talking about my Washington Redskins. But I definitely say we when talking about the Virginia Cavaliers. Yeah, we so. won the national championship in basketball, That's, right? I definitely have no problem saying that. So so we have a lot of big matchups against the Nationals coming up and other teams. So get on out here to SunTrust Park and come see the Braves and come meet some uh, great Braves alumni. So our thanks again to Billy Reed and his staff. Uh, for Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. This is Behind the Braves, and we will see you next week. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. 
Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.